I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with the author of Before the Alamo and 14 other books. And that's her latest. That's why I single it out. And she is the subject of a wonderful documentary. She is, uh, as I said, the author of 15 books. Think about it, 15 books. She's an educator. She was the subject of an extensive radio series. And now the host of her own radio show slash podcast. You could hear her on 124 different outlets. Frank McKay here with Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg on the Florence Weinberg Show. Doc, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Frank. I hope you are, too. You sound good. Yeah, well, thank you. You do, too. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, how's, How's our country doing, and specifically, how are we doing on on conservation and the uh, the environment and and everything else because it it looks it looks like a lot of things are just going haywire. A lot of things are, including what the Supreme Court is talking about right now. Uh, of course, as everyone should know, the Supreme Court is deciding the fate of women in Texas as we speak. There are two lawsuits against this. Uh, Texas law that is now law. It's been uh, signed into law uh, that restricts uh, abortions to the first six weeks of pregnancy when women on the whole don't know they're pregnant. Um, My position, of course, has been made clear in in past broadcasts uh, that I am pro-choice and uh, pro-choice through personal experience, not that I was ever pregnant, and needing an abortion, but that I aided and abetted uh, another abortion, another woman who was in desperate straits uh, back in 19, probably 53 or 4, when uh, abortions were still illegal in the country. And, uh, of course, she had no choice. She either had to break the law or uh, carry a child to to, uh, to term, and uh, and carrying the child to term was very very un- unadvisable. It was uh, she was a hunchback, and the father was a uh, Down syndrome person. Um, so Millie's story, I, I made a whole program out of Millie's story uh, back a, a while back. And the reasons why I'm I'm definitely pro-choice, but I do not want to talk about that. I, as you suggested, Frank, uh, I would rather talk about uh, the uh, climate conference that's uh, going to be uh, convened shortly, and uh, Biden's position that uh, all nations should. Um, step up and do their best to eliminate fuel consumption and the pollution that that uh, causes and the global warming that that pollution causes. Now, Biden has, uh, in his his uh, bill that is supposed to go through uh, Congress by resolution, uh, pledges, I think it's $55 billion dollars um, was the figure to uh, climate uh, climate change mitigation, and uh, in my opinion, this is very 
greatly needed, although I think possibly a majority of the voters in this country are oblivious of climate change or barely uh, barely aware of it. And they shrug their shoulders and say, well, this is not human cause. This is a change in, in nature. Mm. Well, uh, the evidence, the scientific evidence, is enormous that it is human caused. And it is disastrous. Yeah. The... Um, Excuse me for pausing. I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes and considering what to, what, what to talk about first. Yeah. And there, there are so many problems that are pretty obvious. The first one for most people is excessive heat during the summertime, record-breaking heat, and the the drain that that is putting on the uh, the electrical grid. Uh, but I think even even more uh, spectacular is are the coastal problems that sea rise is causing. Sea rise is causing by excessive heat and the melting of the Arctic uh, ice caps. Uh, the Arctic is the one that's practically all melted, and the result uh, is. Of course, sea rise, worldwide sea rise. And the Marshall Islands, I heard about the Marshall Islands for the first time today. The Marshall Islands are being flooded. And uh, in the near future, the capital city will be underwater. And that includes the capital building, the, uh, the legislature, and so forth. Uh, but the capital city being underwater is a, is a disaster for any nation, <laughs> and uh, it's not funny, even though I'm chuckling. Uh, I think it's it's a horrible process. And so they are, uh, of course, at this conference, and they are tr making it clear that global warming is a disaster, an utter disaster for this this nation state, which consists of 20 islands. Um, and... Uh, uh, it actually has affected our country as well. Um, a friend of mine had a condo on the Florida uh, panhandle, which was very, very close to the water. And I think that the water is lapping against his, uh, the porch by now. Uh, he, he sold it uh, in time <laughs> to uh, avoid the, uh, the worst of this, but... Uh, in the very next hurricane, that place will be obliterated. There's no doubt about it. If it if it strikes at that particular point, which is close to Sandestin, it's between Sandestin and Seaside. If that's an ocean to anybody in my listening audience who goes down to Florida mm -hmm. for vacation, and I think the same thing is happening all along the uh, the eastern coastline, and uh, New York City itself is being threatened to, uh, by flooding. Uh, another climate change, uh, of course, is are the hurricanes, which are caused by uh, the warming of seawater. And this last hurricane uh, dumped so much rain. 
uh, on the eastern seaboard that New York City was flooded, and many people in my listening audience are aware of that. There's just no doubt. Uh, I think uh, people around the coastlines uh, all over the world are aware of climate change, even though they may ascribe it to nature and therefore uh, are against any change in our behavior. Uh, uh, the Republican Party, I think, is united in being against any reaction at all to climate change because nature has done it. We haven't. We're, we're innocent little creatures here uh, suffering because Mother Nature is being naughty. Um, and so they are dead set against anything that uh, President Biden, Biden proposes in the way of climate uh, mitigation, climate change mitigation. So, uh, to go right on, in addition to water and floods and hurricanes and tsunamis and uh, uh, heavy rains, uh, this is what happened in Germany that wiped out a whole town uh, on the Ahr River. Um, uh, and the Germans are still in shock over that because uh, that was a particularly beautiful landscape uh, that is now destroyed as if uh, by carpet bombing. Uh, and so um, water then, thanks to sea level rise and warming, uh, is a major problem. And then we have the opposite. We have wildfires. Uh, this uh, global warming has dried out the forests. And, of course, in this country anyway, we have uh, let the forests grow up in shrubbery and, and uh, uh, sprouts, tree sprouts and so on that are easily uh, inflammable. And so if uh, lightning strikes or if somebody doesn't uh, put out a... Uh, campfire properly, uh, whole, uh, many acres, thousands of acres, maybe millions of acres will go up in flames that reach up uh, 50, 60, 80 feet in height and are irresistible. They cannot be controlled. <clears throat> and then there are the droughts. Uh, West Texas, uh, New Mexico, Texas, Arizona are all suffering from drought at this moment uh, that have, uh, are the worst since the 1950s anyway. And so, <clears throat> so uh, global warming is causing the two extremes. Uh, heat, excess heat is causing the two extremes uh, all over this planet. And then there are the extinctions to be thought of. Uh, in the Arctic, for instance, polar bears, penguins, seals, walruses, any animal that depends on ice as a platform from which to, to fish are uh, in danger of extinction. Uh, not that we care down here because we don't see it happening. Um, we have them in our zoos, so we figure that's good enough. They're going to survive there. <laughs> but that's not really a solution. No. And then uh, we, the wildfires are mass killing uh, the inhabitants of those forests. 
and this is particularly acute in uh, Australia, where uh, all those exotic animals that uh, that evolved independently from the rest of the uh, mammalian uh, group, um, the kangaroo, the koala bear, the duckbill platypus, and many, many more, uh, are endangered. Uh, it's pathetic to see a koala bear uh, burned and injured severely by the fire. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Uh, and it is our fault, really. We have to stop using fossil fuels. It is very simple. We have to make haste to transfer our uh, fuel use, our power uh, draw, to solar and wind and uh, whatever else we can uh, can think up and put all of our science and our scientists to work on that instead of uh, insisting on continuing to use coal, which, by the way, is why President Biden uh, uh, weakened his, uh, his climate uh, 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 the climate aspect uh, of uh, Build Back Better because of Senator Manchin, who owns coal mines. And therefore, he is pro-coal. He's pro-fossil uh, fuels and, and insisted that he would not sign on to uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the climate legislation unless it got weakened and and stopped mentioning fossil fuel, uh, the change from uh, fossil fuels. And so the, that clause was dropped from the bill. And I think this is a shame, um, more than a shame. I, it's dangerous, dangerous to the planet, dangerous to us. So what do you think about all that, Frank? Well, you, you mentioned uh, there being, uh, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of acres. It's millions already that are being burnt in, in, in America. I don't know the exact amount, but it's, it's in the millions of acres, which is uh, just uh, tragic. And uh, anyone, and, you know, at, uh, at, when, you, when you started, when you uh, uh, began uh, your, uh, your dialogue on this, uh, your... You're you're 100% right. Uh, People are, and and Republican Party as as a whole, uh, are not only uh, oblivious to it. um, And again, I'm not saying everyone in the Republican Party, but uh, but many people as and it's part of their platform almost is is to ignore this or to scoff at it, um, not taking it serious. There's there's deniers in there. And, uh, and tremendous, you know, they're, they're not oblivious. They're they're aware of the problems. They're just denying that it happened. The same way, there were COVID deniers, or there were the mask deniers, or were vaccine anti-vaxxers. And uh, this, to me, is is a big part of the problem. Manchin himself, I and mean, we could do a whole, you know, a whole series on Manchin and what he's doing, and how. Uh, you can make an argument how inappropriate it is that he's that he's voting against this. He, he should recuse himself from uh, from these discussions and at least uh, you know eliminate uh, his vote as an anti vote. But I don't know if that helps because you need the pro vote. <laughs> you need the, the pro vote to be there. 
I, I wish. Yes. You know, I, I, I admired Mitt Romney uh, for a lot of reasons during the, the Trump administration because he would speak up and he was speaking his mind. He was being very independent. Um, he's failed to do that with, uh, with some of the very important um, ecological or environmental um, issues that are coming forward. And, and uh, you know, I, I wish I could, uh, I could say I've been proud of Mitt Romney as a uh, public official, but it kind of ended when when Trump left office. I mean, it was the one thing that he was doing, and, and it almost makes you think, well, all right, well, he was just, he was opposed to, to Trump, and he stood up, and he was brave. Same with Susan Collins and uh, Mikowski, and, uh, you know, they, they were, they were uh, not walking lockstep with the you right. know, with the with the Trumpers, but here's where we need a, a hero to emerge. This is really a story without a hero, and uh, and somebody from that Republican side on the environmental issues. Even if they vote straight down the line with other things, that we need an environmental hero. You know, a, a kind of a, a a captain environment, so to speak, or a, right, a, you know, yes, Miss uh, Environment, the Wonder Woman of of the environment. We need somebody to step up. And they really, they really would be doing the world, not only the, in America, but they would be doing uh, the, the, the world a, a great service. And, and to me, uh, you know, really, this is, this is where they could show their, their mettle. And uh, I just hope somebody like that emerges. I just, I'm not optimistic, and I'm always optimistic. No, I'm not either. Unfortunately, uh, the Republicans have been in lockstep all along, although they w- apparently are whispering to their Democratic colleagues that they really agree with them, but they will not go against Mitch McConnell, who is dead set against anything. Uh, he, uh, he did the same thing to Obama. Uh, anything that Obama proposed uh, was to be nixed uh, uh, by McConnell after, uh, after the Republicans took control of the Senate. Uh, and now that the Democrats have a very, very tiny <laughs> uh, control, one vote, <coughs> excuse me, uh, McConnell is just waiting to pounce uh, after the next election and take over again, and then nothing will be done for the rest of Biden's presidency. That's quite clear. Yeah, well, it happened during Obama. I mean, he was. It happened to Obama. It will happen again to Biden if the Republicans take control. And Nat Silver is. Excuse me, I've got an itch in my throat. Well, why you... is, yeah, he's predicting Republican victory in the next election, the midterm. I'm, I'm really sorry. I've got to go get some yeah, water. Yeah, please get some water. And in the meanwhile, let me remind <laughs> folks uh, the the conversations we're having here. Um, I, you know, it, it, we've been having all along. We urge everyone to binge listen to everything that uh, that we've been talking about and that uh, Dr. Weinberg has been talking about uh, during these uh, during these radio shows. Uh, important issues and. Uh, and and she is a resident of Texas. She is from San Antonio, Texas. If you don't know by now, and and she's kind of at, at ground zero of of so much of what's going on, and and one being the abortion issue, and one being everything else. But also in a, in a very big way, 
I, I always saw Texas as being uh, uh, part of the problem with the with the environment as well. I mean, there's uh, obviously a lot of oil there, and and uh, you know you know it's important. But it's uh, you talk about fossil fuels, and you uh, you speak out against fossil fuels. You know, you can get your hat handed to you in, in Texas and places like that. Doc, are you back with us? I'm back, yeah. and I just want to say that one of my best friends uh, inherited uh, oil fields from her her father, <coughs> and uh, and she is uh, is very liberal, <laughs> and she's up against it. What's she going to do? Her entire living is uh, she's uh, retirement age, past retirement age, and. Uh, What's she going to do? She, she's dependent on fossil fuels for her livelihood. Um, so there, there, that, there is that sort of problem for many people in Texas. Uh, are they going to go against fossil fuels when they, <laughs> their very lives depend on them? Uh, so there you are. It's not a simple matter. No, there are a lot of gray, gray areas in life, and, and sometimes they're not a... They're not appreciated by the masses, but I would, you know, this is, this may be Pollyanna on my part, but I, I, I thought of that. Like, what if I were to inherit a coal mine? What if I were to inherit, which I'm, I'm, I'm not in line to do, by the way, but uh, or, or anything to do with fossil fuels. And I'm big on the the environment. I drive a, you know. And by the way, this doesn't make this doesn't put make me Mother Teresa's brother here. But I drive a Prius. You know, I uh, I am all in favor of of uh, of doing whatever we can to to leave less of a footprint. But what what one could possibly do is maybe sell right, sell their interest in. Uh, and I don't know that that solves them, but it might absolve them from from thinking about it and then invest in something that is uh, that that is more eco f- uh, friendly. And, uh, yes. you know, quite frankly, what you know, what some people are doing, like the Tesla company and Elon Musk. And and again, I know people have different problems with uh, with him, but the electric car situation uh, to me, I, I think, is uh, is at least a, a big start of uh, of what we could be uh what we could be doing as a nation to to get away from our dependence on on fossil fuels. Yes, but the problem with selling the the uh, uh, the oil wells is that it'll simply pass the problem on right. and continue it because the next person is going to be exploiting those oil wells if he wants to buy them, uh, and yeah. no and uh, and the same problem will perpetuate itself. Uh, so it's it's really a, a dilemma for for the people who, um, especially Texans, of course, uh, who have uh, become wealthy thanks to fossil fuels. Uh, so I don't know what the solution is, really. Ultimately, um, we <laughs> either she, uh, she's. She simply doesn't exploit those uh, those wells and goes broke uh, and uh, dependent on the government, um, or she sells them. That's her only uh, choice, it seems to me. Well, it, it, a Hobson's it, choice, you might say. Yeah, but the thing is, if she sells it, if she sells it, um, it, you know, it's it, it might sound hypocritical on my part, but at least you're or off of the. You know, you're you're out of the equation there. You don't have to make decisions on it. And right, if yeah. you start doing, 
doing something that's eco-friendly that may even yeah. go against go against the fossil fuel industry. Uh, for example, if if uh, if the people that are that are building electric cars are successful and more and more of us buy electric cars. Um, you know th that would systematically put out, uh, put put out a lot of the uh, the oil companies, which I, I think you know the the politicians. Not only are they afraid of Mitch McConnell, uh, but they're they're afraid of uh, of big oil, big oils. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, yes, and they're afraid of their voters who um, who are Trumpers, a lot of them, yep. uh, and who don't believe any of this. It, Trumpers don't believe there's any problem with uh, coal and uh, uh, petroleum and uh, global warming is largely a myth and so on and so forth. And they're going to vote uh, against these people, who uh, any person who would come out uh, against uh, the, uh, the line that's being uh, continued and uh, advocated by uh, Fox News and Newsmax. Uh, every day, and I must say, here in Texas, everywhere I go, <clears throat> if I go into a popular restaurant or into a bar or just about anywhere, uh, it's Fox News that's on the TVs. All the let's say there are multiple TVs on. It will be Fox News. Yeah. And so, what what are the people? How are the people going to learn anything else other than the Trump line? And certainly here in Texas, they they can't. And I think that's true throughout the South and possibly um, much of the uh, of the rest of the West as as well. The states like Montana and uh, uh, Wyoming and Idaho and uh, Nevada, so on and so forth. Uh, all of those states are mainly Trump states, and uh, and tuned to Newsmax and Fox News. Uh, so there's really no hope of change, it seems to me, as far as those that group of states, uh, and it's a huge group of states, all across the South, and and all all the West except for the ones along the coast, and they are. Uh, mainly Democratic, California, uh, Oregon, and Washington. Yep. But even Eastern, Eastern uh, California, Eastern uh, uh, Oregon, and Washington, all of, of those areas, which are on the other, on the eastern side of the mountains, those are all Trump areas as well. <laughs> so uh, the problem is enormous, and I think for uh, uh, been in the news lately uh, is also uh, guilty of perpetuating the Trump line and uh, that really really have a ser severe problem thanks to the media yeah uh, listen there's, uh, there's no argument here that's for sure uh, we you know we have a dilemma uh, we have a, a dilemma in this uh, in this country and uh, it, it's you know the word deniers. Uh, to me, have, has become synonymous with with villainy, uh, or, or you know, people being villains, and uh, you know, again, uh, you know, I I uh, I think I told you 
I told you uh, um, last week I had a sister dying of COVID. She's back on the mend, uh, but uh, oh, yeah, which is which is wonderful. But I'll, I'll just yeah. say this: I, the the people that are in a text chain with me are saying, uh, you know, everyone's giving the doctors credit. We know it was Jesus who did this, and we know it was God who did this. And again, yeah, listen, God made the surgeons, but those uh, not surgeons, but the uh, physicians and the nurses, and um, I, I mean, it, it just goes deep. It goes deep to where these people are denying. I mean, there are, there are people that are still denying after they have COVID. Um, yes. Yeah, that uh, that they they, uh, they never got COVID or, or that it was a uh, bad flu or it was whatever. I, I'll tell you what, I, I just it's it's the it's us. It's the people. And it goes back to your original point about climate change. This isn't something that the gods did to us or God did to us. This is something that we are doing. You know, we have to take yeah. full responsibility. You know, Doc, mm -hmm. every every mistake I've ever made. In my life, or every I should uh, I'll say this every setback that I've ever had with my in my life, I could trace back to a mistake that I personally made or a decision that I've made, mm -hmm. you know. And now, other than medical things that you know just come out of the blue, I, I think that could be said just about everyone, you know. Decisions, you know, I own them now. I don't beat myself up over them, but I don't say, well, it's the gods who did it, or it was God or the devil who did it, it to me. and uh, and it, we've got to do the same thing with, uh, with in, in regards to to climate uh, change because if we don't, nobody's going to do it. It's, you know the, I, it, you know if we deny it or if we, uh, if if we succumb to the people denying uh, climate change, uh, we're we're looking at catastrophe for for the yes, for the absolutely. human race for the human race. Yes, it's global. That's the problem. It's not just here in the United States <clears throat> because we're all tuned to Fox News. No. Uh, it's uh, denying and going along uh, with the oil companies and the coal companies and so forth and uh, continuing to do nothing against climate change. Uh, that is, has global implications not just local implications. And so uh, we, each one of us is responsible for our little bit of behavior that either will help mitigate climate change or will worsen climate change. And it, it's the same thing with vaccination or non-vaccination. Either you're guarding yourself and others from the disease, or you're not, you're exposing yourself to a deadly disease and carrying it to others. I mean, it's similar. Uh, the pandemic is a worldwide phenomenon, and each one of us is responsible for doing what we can to mitigate it. So uh, personal responsibility and our little bit of uh, help or injury is is of supreme importance and should be uh, it should be a matter of uh, conscience uh, for every one of us also to do what we can yeah no doubt about it and uh, again you'll never get an argument uh, from me on on any of this and, and again look I, I you know by no means am I trying to put a halo over over my head but I go out of my way I go out of my way to uh, to uh, find places that will recycle 
my mm-hmm. my uh, bottles, my plastic, especially plastic. And I I don't know I don't know that I'm just kind of uh, um, being fooled and I'm I'm bringing it to a recycling and then they're just throwing it in a landfill somewhere. But cardboard and uh, and and paper, anything. I I have I'm obsessively into uh, into recycling this. And I, uh, you know, I, I deal with it only every two weeks is when they come for certain items uh, here on Long Island. And, uh, you know, to me, it's uh, they've got to do a better job of, of collecting this stuff. And I, I just mm-hmm. hope we're not being sell, sold a bill of goods from uh, from different Right, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be, you know, and I, I just I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to do at least my part. If I'm getting sold out on the other end. There's not much I could really do about it. That's kind of like the serenity prayer, right? Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 wisdom to, uh, to to know between the. I I'm not going to obsess on things that I can't control, but the one thing I can control is my own behavior. Yes, yes, how true. Uh, uh, San Antonio is a very forward-looking city, actually, and has has had a recycling program for ten years now, and. Uh, I, of course, I hear that plastic in particular is just going into landfills, uh, but I persist, <laughs> like you, I persist uh, hoping that that is just a rumor and that they really are recycling the paper, the plastic, the cardboard, uh, the metal and the glass um, that uh, that is being collected, and we get it collected every Monday. So today it was collected um, uh, out uh, out back in the alley. Uh, along uh, the garbage is in a separate uh, container. So the garbage and the uh, recycling, <clears throat> and two different trucks come by and uh, and take care of both of that, those things weekly. So uh, we're in a privileged place here. If, as you said, if uh, the recycling is not just a hoax um, to make us all feel better. <laughs> but as, as you say, we can't do anything about that. So we have to behave the way we know we should behave in any way. Do you know, I, I, uh, I liken it to the uh, the little buttons if you're if you're a pedestrian um, and you're crossing over a street in the, in the city and they sometimes they have these little buttons on the side that if you push them supposedly it changes the the street sign but I think it just gives you something to do while uh, right <laughs> it's it's humoring they're humoring us by doing that it gives you some outlet for your energy and it gives you a, a second or two less. Maybe. And, and right. I hope we're not being, uh, you know, treated the same way uh, with that. You know, I know there's been jokes about and, and political cartoons about uh, about those boxes, and and they show like an empty, no no wires connected. It's, yeah. it's just, a, you know, I I just hope we're not doing the same thing with our plastics. The paper and the cardboard, I know that you know that's easy enough to um, recycle. But I, I mm-hmm. you know, the government, and, and again, I think President Biden wants to do it. But the uh, yes. the the mansion folks and and the the Republicans, the McConnell folks, they do not care. 
enough about right. it. And and uh, you know, I always follow the dollar. You know, follow the money. Do they not care about it because they're they have a constituency that's that's uh, funding them, lobbyists that are funding them that don't care about it, or they care the other way? I don't know, Doc. I'm I, I've become a cynic in my uh, in my years and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Texans love pickups, and uh, many many uh, urban dwellers will buy a pickup rather than a sedan, uh, simply because they they want to appear to be cowboys uh, when they're totally urban. <laughs> but the problem with pickups is that whatever is put into the back of a pickup uh, will fly out. Uh, when you get up speed and uh, land at the side of the side of the road, so Texas uh, streets, especially the uh, throughways, the uh, expressways through the city, are lined with garbage, uh, which is picked up periodically, but uh, not every day. Uh, things that uh, have flown out of the back of pickups, and uh, cynically, I say, oh yeah. Uh, when you have uh, a load of uh, paper garbage, for instance, and uh, other things that are uh, pickable up by the wind, you just put it in the back of the pickup and take a drive, and you can get rid of it that way, <laughs> piecemeal, as the wind picks it out. Uh, um, I have been a victim of things flying out of the back of pickup several times. One of them was a, a pair of mattresses. Uh, crated mattresses in the back of a pickup that were held down by bungee cords. And this truck came onto the expressway where I was driving, minding my own business. And uh, I looked at, uh, at that pickup that pulled in in front of me and said to myself, somebody's going to get one of those uh, one of those uh, mattresses through the windshield, and no, no sooner did I say that. This is from my thinking to the devil's ear. Uh, one of them peeled off and came straight at me, oh and there was nothing I could do because we were—I was that close. And uh, fortunately, I had an old Mercedes Benz in 1984 with the uh, the big grill in front, and. Um, Instead of hitting the windshield, it hit it hit the uh, the grill, and was pulled under the car. Unfortunately, uh, it got under uh, one of my uh, front wheels was on it, and so I lost control of the car. But I had also slammed on the brakes, and it, there was somebody right behind me who managed to he. he saw the whole thing and got got stopped in time so there were no rear end collisions involved <clears throat> but um the the guys got out of that pickup came back and, and ordered me to back off their mattress oh my gosh <laughs> yes get off our mattress back up oh my gosh. and i told them <laughs> what are you doing with our mattress <laughs> yeah right and I told them there was no way I was going to move the car because they had severed the uh, the line to the transmission fluid. Uh, 
which had dumped all over their carton. Uh, oh my God. And uh, I, did, I did not want to drive the car with no transmission fluid, and also there was probably other damage. Uh, so and then, then the police came up behind me and told me to get the damn car out of the way. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I, I called, um, I called AAA and told them it was an emergency and I needed a tow truck immediately. And, uh, so they got me out of there within 15 minutes, but, uh, it was pretty hairy, but that was, uh, that was only one. Another one was a, a bucket that was in the back of a pickup, caught the wind, and flew and caught in my steering gear. Oh, uh, it flew under that same car and caught in, in its steering gear. And fortunately, I could force uh, the wheel, uh, to, so I could get off, and, uh, uh, and then I discovered that it was wedged in among the, the steering gear me- mechanisms in such a way that I couldn't dislodge it. And I had to take my mother to the dentist. <laughs> she was in the nursing home, and I had to pick her up, uh, her in her wheelchair, and get her to the dentist for the appointment. And I actually could drive the car, although it was difficult uh, to steer it. And I got her to the dentist, and by the time I got there and parked, the uh, the bucket had been mangled to the point where it just dropped off. <laughs> but it turned out that it had also bent the steering mechanism. <laughs> I mean, that was just typical stuff from pickup. Uh, pick up refuse flying out and hitting you. Uh, so, I can imagine uh, them saying, what did you do to our bucket? You know, I'm sorry, the, what? The drivers, uh, I'm surprised they weren't yelling at you saying, what did oh, you do? Oh, the, uh, uh, the bucket guy never knew. He just drove on. I mean, I was on the expressway when this happened, and he just sped on, and I, I didn't stop. Uh, I found that I could I could still steer the car, but I had to force it. It was uh, obviously uh, I was crushing crushing the bucket as I turned the wheel. And uh, anyway, well, this is, this is <laughs> look that that is the that is the type of attitude, though, you know, to have something in the back of your pickup truck or or feeling the need you have to a pickup truck. Um, and and not caring about what happens to it, or not caring right. enough to to not have it back there in the first place, or to latch it down properly. Uh, that's uh, that's symptomatic, or that's uh, uh, you know uh, that's kind of a, a synopsis of of what we're talking about and what we do as as human beings, as as the human race. In you know, especially in this country, uh, we're we're not caring what flies off the back of our pickup truck, so to speak. Um, we're we're just we care about uh, what what is there, and, and I'm talking about again uh, uh, climate change and global warming. Uh, people are say, basically saying the same thing those guys said: get off our mattress. You know, we didn't, we didn't do anything wrong. We we did nothing wrong. Get our um, uh, you know, we're going to do what we want. Uh, Mother Nature is doing this to us. We're not going to stop it. We have no desire to make any sacrifice to to stop it. And uh, and, and to heck with you if uh, if if you're going to 
uh, be that tree-hugging liberal that uh, disallows us from... I'll tell you, that's uh, the the people and that you explained in the pickup truck, uh, you know, it's basically a microcosm of what yeah. uh, what's going on with us as as a as a people, and it's going on in in the Senate right now. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, uh, people simply, of of course, they will claim they want their freedom. Uh, it's their freedom to drive a pickup, of course. <laughs> it's their freedom to put what they. Uh, what they want to put in the back of the pickup. Uh, too bad if the wind picks it up and, and uh, hurls it at the uh, car behind. Uh, so what? <laughs> oh. uh, and of course, uh, littering littering our highways uh, is something against nature to begin with. And of course, uh, I, I guess they would say, well, it gives these... Uh, these Mexicans who are uh, hired to pick up refuse along our highways, it gives them something to do for below minimum wage, of course. As if they uh, care about those same guys, as if they even care about the Mexicans in the first place. Exactly, if they even think about that, which they don't. Right. Uh, most people are simply uh, oblivious of the consequences of their freedom to act. And that goes for anti-vaxxers, too. No doubt, no doubt there. And anti-maskers, yeah. Yeah, Terrible. But listen, you know, thank you for always bringing up the tough issues. Uh, What's the the next thing on on for... Uh, the environmentalists, what people that are that are concerned, or people that are interested in the environment, what, what's the next uh, big vote coming up that you see that uh, that could be pivotal? Is is there anything that we could feel optimistic about, or is it all gloom and doom? Well, uh, if we are optimistic, there for a moment it sounded as though both cinema and mentioned we're going to uh, sign on to uh, Biden's uh, double bills and get them passed, but apparently uh, objections have cropped up in the minds of those two people, at least uh, at least in mansions since, since then. Uh, but I uh, hope springs eternal that they will Representation of the Hispanic population by one 
representative in the House. So we've gone down, and we have eliminated any representation for black people here in Texas. And there are a lot of black people in Texas, especially in the East, in Houston, for instance. So um, there are not that many in San Antonio, but there are loads of them in Houston. Uh, So no representation uh, is a scandal, but they've been gerrymandered out of existence. And the, uh, the huge increase in Hispanics also has been uh, lowered by one representative. I mean, it's, uh, it's enough to make you weep. It's oxymoronic. Uh, we, we get a, uh, an influx and an, uh, a tremendous increase in, um, in population, uh, yet they lose representation. <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing. Yes, but of course that's the way they guarantee them, themselves in power. Yep. Terrible. Perpetually. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, uh, any any final word on this? Um, any? <laughs> how about any prediction on on the uh, Supreme Court? Would you would you care to predict, or you we'll just have to wait? Oh, I do, wouldn't dare. Oh, uh, there was one thing that was positive, and that is that um, I, my memory is not perfect here, but there were. I think two, um, two anti-abortion aspects of of what they're considering that was were pitched out, uh, and uh, the Supreme Court refused to consider. Uh, I know what it was. It was uh, it was New York State, as a matter of fact. The uh, the church was objecting to. Uh, some pro-choice legislation that had gone through, I think, uh, with regard to what was being taught in schools, uh, prayer in schools, something like that. And the Supreme Court said they would not uh, argue this case, but it should go back to the lower courts. So at least in that one instance, the Supreme Court did not go along with the conservative right-wing religious uh, faction. Yeah, New York has, has an opportunity for for someone on the left, especially um, you, you know. By the way, uh, you know the Republican Party in New York, for the most part, is uh, is pro uh, pro choice. Mm-hmm. It's a much different, you know. It's a much different, much different from Texas. Yes, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, listen, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed that that women will have the opportunity to to choose their. Uh, their uh, reproductive uh, choices make them and, and not made by uh, by people not made by the government and uh, we'll uh, we'll be cheering on the the rights of women um, in in these next couple of days but doc thank you very much you're most welcome thank you Frank McKay signing off her latest book her latest book is before the Alamo it is a must get everyone uh, Frank McKay here signing off You've been listening to the Florence Weinberg Show and Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, author of 15 books, uh, the subject of a documentary, the subject of a long, extensive radio series, and now the host each and every week here uh, with me, Frank McKay, proud to be her co-pilot, signing off. We'll see you next time on the Florence Weinberg Show.